In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present among us in the most blessed sacrament. This evening, as we come before you, Lord, to start the weekend the right way with you. As we begin this time of, of weekend, of, of rest, maybe some enjoyment. The leaves have changed colors, and um, you know, I guess it could be a storm. Whatever. It's Halloween, right? Um, but we want to start it right, Lord, with you, that all things flow from you and that all joy that we have comes from being able to spend time in, in your presence. And we're going to read in our, in our gospel this weekend about, about Lord, now when you're in Jerusalem, we, act, we actually skip over a bunch, right? We left off at basically the end of chapter 10 in Mark's gospel, and we're picking up like most of the way through chapter 12. Um, so we skip over a bunch, but we read this weekend how after, after our Lord had um, silenced the, um, the Pharisees and after, you know, there's this whole um, debate, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, he said to him, which commandment is first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. What's the most important commandment? It's, it's the Shema from, um, from the book of, of Deuteronomy. Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Right, what that is, is that's the, the Lord is our God. Right, the Lord is God. Adonai, the Lord is God. It's actually, it's the, it's the divine name, right? So, so when, it's, when it's revealed, when Moses is telling them this, it's like, no, pointing to this person, the Lord the Lord is, is our God. Who's our God? Well, the Lord is our God. Right? If people were to ask us, who's your God? The Lord is my God. The Lord is our God. This person, persons, three persons of the Blessed Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is my God. Right? I acknowledge and I confess that the Lord is God, and that the Lord is one, right? That, that God is, we believe in one God, who is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but one God. So the Lord is God. The Lord is one. 
And then goes on, you shall love the Lord your God. And then these four kind of um, aspects. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. To love God. We get so complicated with so many things. There's so much going on in our, in our individual lives. Coming to the end of a, maybe a busy week, who knows? Maybe a difficult week. Maybe not, maybe it's been a boring week. But um, we get so caught up with so much stuff. And there's, we, we've got plans, and these plans change, and then there's, what am I going to dress up like for Halloween? And, oh, no, my friend picked that costume, too, so now i got to pick something else, and it's going to rain. I, I hope my Halloween costume is waterproof, right? And I've got, um, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life, and we're so busy. And we want to talk about so many, like, details. There's so many details. Our lives are just filled, if they're well-organized, with a lot of details. And then, you know, have plans, plans change, and this and that. Well, what, but at the end of the day, when we get this gospel and we get a chance to, to pray with it, and particularly in your presence, Lord, we could really, like, okay, but what's the most important? Well, to love God. Like, do I love God? And where and how can I love God? Can I love God in this situation or that situation, when I'm busy and when I'm not so busy? Can I love God when, when my plans change and no matter what comes up, well, I can love God in this or in that? What's most important? Well, to love God. That's the, that's the most important thing. Oh, but I had all these plans and I was thinking I had my whole, my whole schedule and now with the, with the weather or with other stuff, my plans get changed. Okay. But Lord, I love you. And that doesn't change. It shouldn't change. I can love God just as well in the rain as I can in the nice weather. I can love God just as much in a, you know, waterproof trench coat, Halloween costume as I can dressed up as, I don't know, Tanjiro or something like that. Who knows, right? I can love God in whatever. Because um, we can put love God first. It's the first and most important commandment. Everything else flows from that, to love God. And we can love God in all kinds of ways, right? What, is it, what does it mean to love God, to put God first? Well, Jesus tells us. What does it mean to really say that we love God? With all your heart, do I really love God with, with all my heart, with all of my affection, right? The heart, uh, we, we use the heart to talk about affection, um, you know, heart, 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 um, affection, love, emotion, attraction, all these things. Well, do I love God with all my heart? Am I attracted to the things of God? Does the gospel attract me, right? Does the person of our Lord attract me? Do I want to be like Jesus, right? When you see someone who like does stuff really, really well, someone who's just like a good, really good person, right? They're, re- they're really competent. They're really good in what they do. Yeah, I want to be like that person. I want to dress up like them for Halloween, right? We're in that time, time of year. I'm going to dress up like the people I most admire. Um, why? Because I want to be like them. 
that attraction, that affection. Well, do I have that for you, Lord? You're God. Do I have that affection for you, right? Um, doesn't we need, mean we need to all go find Halloween costumes that look like our Lord? Um, that'd be a good idea, right? Um, but no, like, okay. Um, Jesus, do I love you with all my heart? Do I love you above, above all things? All of my heart is given over to you, my, my, all of my affection. First and foremost, it goes to you. And, and when, we, when we love God, we, we do little actions. Of, you know, love, um, love in this type of way, is, it's often um, it's expressed in deeds, right? Love and the affection of love is, is expressed in deeds. And to do things out of love. Love motivates us to, to do stuff because of the one that we love. There's a story about St. Jose Maria, and I, I, I use it a lot. I don't know a lot of stories about St. Jose Maria, but the ones I know I like, right? So I'm just going to repeat them over and over again. But it's that um, as a young priest who's very busy, very, very busy, and he's trying to, to do a lot of things. He's a young priest working in Madrid, and, um, and he would go and he'd say Mass for these nuns. And, um, you know, they, they, they're nuns. They're, I'm pretty sure they were cloistered nuns. And so, but he'd go and he'd celebrate Mass for them. And I don't know, like being around nuns, it's like I'm, I'm around someone who's really holy, right? There's something about being in the presence of a nun, particularly a cloistered nun. It's like, whew, you are super holy. And I'm going to do the best I can to not mess up too much while I'm in your presence. Um, but St. Louis Maria would go and he would celebrate Mass for these nuns. And one day, you know, moved with love, wanting to love our Lord more and more, he, um, he was distributing communion. And interiorly, as he's saying the, the formula for communion, corpus domini nostri, Jesu Christi, vitam eternum, amen, saying that. But interiorly, he was saying like, Jesus, I love you more than this nun does, right? And the next, Jesus, I love you more than this one does, right? He's making these acts of love. I want to love Jesus more, more than even this, this woman who's given her entire life. Jesus, I want to love you more than that. The people that like, we look up to as models of holiness. Jesus, I, I love you more than that. And he heard this, this interior um, locution, right? Jesus like speaking to him. Obras son amores y no, no buenas razones. Love is, is deeds, right? It's actions. Do something. And don't just say sweet words, right? Obras, work. Works are love. Deeds are love. And not just our sweet words, right? I'm going to say nice words. That's my... No, works. Put our heart into it. We love. We, we do little deeds and we notice things, right? Little things like we put out flowers here at Adoration when we have them. It's a little action of love. It, they're, they're little. It doesn't maybe add up to a whole lot, but when it's done with love, all the little things we do here in the church, keeping our linens clean and um, trying to have everything in order and looking neat and beautiful, it's not a type of um, meticulous, you know, destroy the dirt. I heard the story of a um, custodian at a, a local church who said um, that his favorite time to work in the church was COVID because there was no dirt, because there were no people, 
right? Like, that's it. There's no people. This is perfect. If only we could have no people in our church all the time, because then we could get rid of all that dirt, right? No, no, that's not what this is. But it's when we clean up the dirt. Jesus, we do it out of love for you. When we make things look nice, we do it out of love for you. When we buy nice things for the church, right? We do. Shiny things. It's something very human. And really, um, like, well, how do I know it has value? It's shiny, right? If it's shiny, it has value. Um, we buy shiny things. And again, I think at a certain point, maybe after the Second Vatican Council, somebody was criticizing St. Jose Maria um, for continuing to buy, like, you know, nice chalices and, and nice vestments and all these things for the Mass, right? He was personally actually very poor. But any money they got, we're going to make this into, into something nice for our Lord, for the Mass, for the liturgy, for the worship of God, out of love, out of the heart, right? With all our heart. And someone criticized him. Well, why are you doing that? And he said, look, when, um, when couples, when they get engaged, start giving each other stone rings, right? Or like cheap plastic Cracker Jack rings. Well, then I'll stop buying nice stuff for the church, right? We, when we love, we, we buy nice shiny things for people that we love. And we do it as a form of affection. And Lord, we should do that for you. Everything we use here in the church, we should want to be clean and nice and good quality. We should take good care of it. When we genuflect, every time we genuflect, do I genuflect out of love? Do I take the time to do it with, with reverence and attention? Jesus, out of love for you. Obras son amores y no buenas razones. Deeds, nice, pious genuflection. That's an act of love. Not just sweet words and saying things. And so, all our heart. The only real love is love with a capital L. The only real love is love. So really put our heart into it, to love the things of God. With all our soul, with all your soul, right? The whole spiritual life of the person. Not just my heart, you know, pumping blood through my body, but my whole soul. Is my whole soul, Lord, given over to you? Is my whole life directed to you? Who I am, right? My soul, who am I? My personhood. Is it given over to you? My whole person. I love God with my whole person. My intellect, my will. And again, the will residing in the soul, the faculty of the soul. What does the will do? What's the action of the will? It chooses. So Jesus, do I, do I choose you? Right, do, I, do I actually, I, I, gotta, I have a chance to choose this or that. I choose you. I want you. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I could either pray or I could get another 20 minutes sleep. Or nine minutes. I could get another nine minutes sleep. Or I could pray. I choose the snooze button, right? I choose later. No, Jesus, I choose you. My whole soul, I choose you. It's an act of love. My whole person is for you. When people identify me, when they see me, am I someone who loves Jesus Christ? If my whole soul, is, if I love God with my whole soul, my whole person, then my life is entirely given over to you, Lord. My life doesn't make sense, right? My life as a priest doesn't make sense 
If Jesus isn't God, no. It doesn't make any sense at all. And that should be the case for each one of us in our own way. Our life shouldn't make any sense at all if Jesus isn't God. Jesus, I love you with my whole soul. Our whole mind. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole, with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus, do I love you with my mind? So do I think about you a lot throughout the day? Do I, do I meditate? Do I consider? Do we ponder our Lord again and again and again throughout the day? Right? So just think about God. That's a, a good act of reflection, right? So I just think about God. A lot of times, you know, when we're in love, when someone's in love, they, they think about the person they love. They think about the person they love a lot. It's where their mind naturally goes. Right? It's not like, oh, I really love this person. I haven't thought about them for a while, but um, I really love them. Right? No, you think about the people you love. Anytime you see something, your mind always kind of relates it to that person. Oh, like here's, here's a, I wonder if this person would like that. Here's a funny meme I just saw. Like, I'm going to send it to that person. I love them. I think about them. Everything I do, I, I think about in context of them. Well, Jesus, do I? Do I send you my funny memes? Right? Do, I, do I share that with you? Do I, um, do I love you with my whole mind? That everything I see in the world, I put in context of you. And I consider, yeah, that's when something good happens. Thank you, Jesus. That's a gift from you. Thank you. When something bad happens, thank you, Jesus. That's a gift from you too, right? God either blesses us with a success or he blesses us with the cross. But either way, he blesses us, right? And so, okay, this, this situation, that's, that's success. Thanks, Lord. This cross, that's a cross. Now you're blessing me with the cross. Teach me to love. But I always see everything in context of you, in relationship to you, Lord. My whole mind. Part of loving God with our whole mind is to not pollute our mind, right? To not, um, to not just put a bunch of junk in there that our mind will regularly go back to. We've got to make space. We've got to make space for the one we love, right? Like imagine, imagine going on a date. You're going to go on a date, and we're going to invite like 100 other people around, along, we're not even going to be anywhere near each other because there's so much other... Yeah, I invited the entire football, basketball, and baseball team combined on our date. I hope you don't mind, right? I invited a marching band, and they're just going to kind of be milling around in there. Well, we put a marching band in our mind when we pollute it with all kinds of other things, with distractions, with things that just take our attention and our time. I know I've watched too much TV, when the, like, the theme songs start playing when I'm supposed to be talking to you, Lord, right? And I start just having like lines. Uh, there was a, when I was watching Lost, and maybe watching a little too much Lost, right? Um, back when it first, first go around. I guess Lost had a resurgence during COVID with Netflix. I don't know. I watched Lost like when it first came out, when you had to wait a week in between each episode. But if you had it on DVD, you didn't have to do that. You could just, you know, binge it old school with the DVD. But they... Um, Right when there was like the, um, the flashback, like the whoosh for the flashback. Like when I would be praying in the chapel and be like, whoosh. Let me, like, I'm going into my mental prayer. Whoosh, flashback. Like, 
yeah, I was watching too much Lost, right? Like, Lord, if the sound effects from the shows are, are becoming part, I could turn them over to you. Yeah, good. They could, be, they could be referred to you. But if they're distracting, too much, right? Oh, what's the next chess move I can make? Too much chess, right? All right. Don't distract, don't pollute our mind. Don't invite the marching band on the date, right? You just, no, that's not what it's meant to be. So as Amir writes in his book, Furrow, how are you going to live in God's presence if you're only looking around everywhere? Are you distracted by every little thing? It's as if you were drunk with novelties and futilities, right? We get drunk with novelties, just the next episode, the next new thing, the next new news feed, right? Just even the, um, the way that, that social media is, is designed that you like do the pull down to refresh is designed like a slot machine, right? It's a, it's a slot machine where you pull down and if you're lucky, you get something new you get to see. And, and it's meant to capture our attention. We're drunk with these novelties and these futilities. We've got to love God with our whole mind, giving him everything. And then finally, our whole strength. Right? To really, to really work hard at it. Do I love God with all my strength? In Latin, it's virtue, right? Do I love God with all my virtue? All the, all the power that I have is directed to love of God. And so am I willing to, to really do that? To, to really struggle? It's, this is uh, it's just too tough, right? No, put, put your back into it. <laughs> really, you, you can do it. But let's love God with all of our strength. To not just kind of give up after a minute or two. Right? I, I tried to love God for about, you know, 35 seconds. And then I got distracted with something else. I gave up. It was too tough. Oh, I tried to pray. And I got distracted. I was here in the Lost Whoosh. So I, um, I just got on my phone to watch a clip from Lost, right? Um, yeah, no. Love God with all of our strength. To work at it. To really, to really struggle. Um, don't give up without a fight. That we're going to love God with every little bit of strength we have, right? To, to get, you know, you know you've done, there's certain exercise, I, I don't know, there's different types of exercising, and clearly I don't exercise all that much, um, but back when I did, or when I tried, it, um, you know, there was, um, there's a whole P90X3 um, workout designed around, around failure, right? That you want to, it's push-ups and pull-ups, but it's until the point of failure. So, so you want to get to that point where you, you, you fail and, and you, you like physically cannot push yourself up. It's actually, it's a really good feeling, right? There, there's something that's really, it's really good sitting here in a comfortable church, not needing to do it. But in reflecting on it, it's a nice feeling, maybe not in the moment, but where you're just trying to push and you just can't, right? I just, I just can't push myself up anymore. I've, I've, done, I've done so many push-ups and just kind of repeating for a half hour, like trying to get so that by the end of the workout, you just, you just physically cannot push yourself up anymore, that you fail. Well, that's all your strength. Like that, that's the, that is the actual limit of your strength. At that point, you, you, have no more mu- you have no more strength in your biceps, triceps, whatever's worked out in a push-up to, to do anything else. Um, 
You, you go till failure. And so when do we, do we love God to the point of failure? I'm going to love you, Lord, as far as I can. I'm going to give everything. I don't know how many push-ups I could do. I've never tried, right? No, I'm going to, I don't know how much I can love you, God. I've never tried. I've never gotten to the point where I failed because I was just cut out early. We're going to work hard and then we're going to try. You could only do 21 push-ups yesterday. Well, today do 22. Just get the one more before you fail. I just heard a story about failure, um, about the Lord of the Rings, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, spoiler warning, but I don't really know if you need a spoiler warning for a book that came out 50 years ago and a movie that came out 20 years ago. But spoiler warning, if somehow you still haven't heard about the Lord of the Rings, we got to destroy Frodo, the hobbit, has to destroy this evil ring, the source of all kind of evil, and he's it's this big thing. And, and people who know the story... Um, but maybe haven't realized it. Um, maybe they have. Frodo fails. He, he gets basically all the way there. And then he fails. He, he can't destroy the ring. He's not strong enough. He's not strong enough to get up the mountain. So that's when his buddy Sam has to carry him. But then even in, in the mountain itself, he fails. And he claims the ring for his own. And it looks like the whole thing is lost. And it's only by the intervention of, of a beautiful setup by the author that the story ends well. And someone criticized Tolkien for that. He said, you wrote this big, long story, and in the end, the main character that we're all rooting for fails. And J.R.R. Tolkien said, of course. Of course, he had to, Frodo had to fail. Because in the face of evil, in the face of this type of struggle... Frail mortality will always fail. Frodo, Frodo's failure is, is it just as related to, to our failures. But Tolkien said, but that, that's then. Then the author, with a capital A, then the author steps in. We go to the point where we utterly fail. And then the author steps in and saves the day. We go to the point where we give all that we can possibly give. And then we will fail. And the author with a capital A, God himself, steps onto the scene and is the cause of victory. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And then finally, to love your neighbor as yourself, Right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love is in deeds, and we need to love those around us. St. John says, If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love the God whom he has not seen. And so our love of God is expressed in deeds, in actions of love for you, Lord, in the little things and all that, but then also in our love of neighbor. Real charity for those around us. Real love for those around us. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's a final point that we hear at the end of the story. So he gives his whole answer. Um, and then when, he, when the scribe you know, saw the answer wisely, um, anyway, Jesus eventually says, says to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God, right? What does this actually mean? And then we hear, after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions, right? 
When we get the big picture of what does it really mean, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Really? All right, I'm not going to ask any more questions. I guess I'm just not going to ask anymore because it seems like a big task, and it is. But we we entrust ourselves to it with our Lord. We trust in his strength. We're going to work to the point of failure. Going to go all the way. And then maybe we will fail. We're bound to. But God himself is directing everything with his providence and lifting us up, even our failure. The best model of love for how to love God in this way by any mere human is the model of Our Lady, our mother. A person who really loved God with all her heart, soul, mind, and strength, and she loved her neighbor as herself. So we should go to our mother and ask her to teach us as a good mother. Mary, teach us how to do this. Mom, teach us. Teach us how to love God so that we can love God above all things, love our neighbors as ourselves, and truly live the life of love, the Christian life of love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.